0: Hello, hello! Welcome to episode 39. Hey ladies! Today's episode is on emotions and why they matter. I realize that I have done several different podcasts that talk about different aspects of emotions, but I haven't yet had one that's just about emotions and what they are and why they matter. So, today we're diving in. Because they matter! The reason, okay, wait, back up. What? What is an emotion? So an emotion simplistically is a vibration in your body, and it begins in your brain. Okay? This is different than a sensation which begins in your body and is sent back to the brain. So a sensation could be um, like feeling a cold breeze, feeling something that's hot with your hand. Um hunger in your stomach. Uh, If you stub your toe, you feel pain in your toe, right? From stubbing it. Okay. These are sensations. An emotion is sadness, happiness, gratitude, fear, those kinds of things. And they are generated in the brain and then they're sent out to the body. And you can feel it obviously in different locations in your body, but it's it's not information that the skin or the physical body is collecting from the outside world and sending in, okay? So it's important to distinguish that difference so that you can know how to address it, right? Our body is really good at addressing sensations and knowing what it is. So you just want to be able to distinguish that difference. So why do emotions matter? When you take a minute to sit down and think of it and think about it and do take a minute and sit down and think about it. Everything that we do is because of how we feel or how we want to feel. Why do we work so hard to earn money? We want to feel secure, comfort, freedom to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, with the people we want to do it, right? Why do we want a specific kind of home, right? To feel comfortable, to feel like we have the space we need, Right? I'm not saying that there aren't practical things that play into it, like actual square footage, actually needing a certain amount of space for people and things. But if you were to live in a different space, maybe one that wasn't so aesthetically pleasing, you might feel or think about how you wish you lived in a different place, even if you have enough space for the people in your family and the things you have. So in relationships, The media especially has painted this idea that if you get married to the right person that you will feel better, you will feel complete, you will feel happy. And I'm not a believer in like one soulmate, one person that makes the world go round, you are one person. Because what we actually see happening in real life is that regardless of who you are with, there will be struggles in your marriage. There will be things that you will fight about. Um, a great person to go read about when it comes to relationships, marital relationships in particular, is um, John Gottman and his wife, Dr. Gottman. It's His work is amazing and he talks about this. So, tangent. So the things that we do, we do because of how we feel or how we hope to feel. So let me break it down to like a smaller example. When you feel angry... This is an example of how the emotion fuels you, right? When you feel angry, you may decide to shout, blame others, use dramatic words, over-exaggerate the impact of someone else's actions. You might threaten, you might bombard someone else with hostile questions, behave passive aggressively. You might play the martyr of the situation or anything else that you notice you do when you are angry. And all all those actions are fueled by our anger, Right. Another common one I think is feeling overwhelmed. When you feel overwhelmed, what do you do? You may have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. You may dread getting out of bed in the morning. You may have a hard time focusing or staying on task. You may eat more or less than usual, eat worse than usual, avoid many things that need to be done or addressed, like you might buffer. You probably isolate yourself from other people, you're easily agitated, experience a lot of negative self-talk, you act like a jerk. Uh, Odd or simple, sorry, you might experience odd sleeping patterns than normal. Feeling under the weather and having other extensive health problems are an example of feeling overwhelmed for an extended period of time or anything else that you might do when you feel overwhelmed right? The reason that knowing about emotions and being able to address what emotions do is so that we can stop behaviors like this or or sicknesses. Because these kinds of emotions, anger and overwhelm, influence not just our lives, but the lives of the people that live with us and live around us because of how we're behaving. And how we behave matters because that's what gets us the results in our life. So we want to be able to address and see and understand our emotions. Okay. And this also can happen when we are trying to get somewhere. So if you're trying to get to a place that feels like freedom, you might overwork and over schedule yourself and really kind of miss a lot of things in your life because you are trying to get somewhere so fast. And get a result because you assume that on the other side of this circumstance, right, on the other side of my child's disability, on the other side of my spouse showing up and helping me, that is where I will feel freedom and safety and support and love. And as much as I wish that was the truth, it's not the truth. Now, we may, like, the hard thing is that your brain's going to go, no, no, for sure it is like if my spouse would show up and help me more I would for sure feel better and there's a small space in between what your spouse does and what you think about your spouse how you feel about your spouse sorry and that is your thinking and your perspective and the story that you're telling yourself about that person because there are actually a lot of marriages out there where the spouse is helping out more helping out a lot even and the marriage is still rough and still having hard issues and they're still going and seeking marriage counseling. Okay. It's because they're telling themselves a story about their spouse. Even if their spouse is super, super, helpful, they're not showing up in some other way, which is messing up the marriage. So you have to be on yourself. You have to recognize that what you're thinking, the narrative you have in your mind is what's fueling those emotions and those emotions are fueling your actions Okay, and those actions are getting you the results you're getting in your life, the ones that you don't want, right? They're also getting you the ones that you do want. Okay, and I just want to make sure to, to point this out is that you cannot change what you do not know. A lot of us, especially at this age when we are married and we have kids and our brain is fully developed, we've developed so many strong neural pathways, highway highways of and patterns of feeling certain emotions. So if you sit down, you'll be able to and think about it, you'll be able to identify several main emotions that you feel most of the time without hardly any effort on your part. These are running in the background without any conscious thinking. It's become an unconscious habit in your in your brain, and these are the the, the emotions that are causing the most issues right? Unless you've programmed yourself to unconsciously be um, grateful and loving, right? Which is totally possible. But because of the way the human brain operates, which is I'm a problem solving machine, it's a problem solving machine, it's looking for problems. And oftentimes that results in feeling scared, unsafe, fearful, overwhelmed, angry, those kinds of things, right? Or sad or grieving. So those are typically the emotions that we find are unconsciously written in our brains. And so those are typically the ones you're going to be looking for. Now, you're going to have to take time to pay attention to what it is that's running unconsciously in your brain. But once you become aware, then you actually have some control over how you're experiencing your life. And that is what you have the most control of. You can't change your child, their disability. Um, You could definitely influence it, right? But you can't change your spouse either, how much they're helping out, how much they're not. You can definitely influence it because if you change the narrative, you're going to show up differently. And that's going to change the dance of your life and how other people around you are dancing in their life. Okay, there's a ripple effect that does happen there. So how do you create a healthy emotional state, emotional well-being? How do you do that? Once you're aware of what emotions are, how they feel, what are the main ones happening in your life? And if you want to change it, right, you're aware of those things. Here are some things that you can do to start shifting and changing those things. Now, remember... You're trying to break down or leave empty a highway, a freeway in your brain. And so this isn't going to snap, snap overnight unless you have an intense emotional experience, right? Which some, which some studies have shown is the case when you have high emotional intensity, neural pathways in your brain can get changed more quickly, So that's up to you if you want to figure out how to do that. But that's why when you have a traumatic experience and it's very emotionally traumatic, it's a big superhighway in your brain. It affects your life so intensely. And so it does take time and it does take practice, right? Thinking and feeling is a skill. I want to say that again. Thinking and feeling is a skill. So you got to practice it and practice it intentionally, Okay. So here are the steps. Take some time, or as you're going throughout the day, driving in the car, cleaning the house, taking care of your kids, take some time to notice how you're feeling just generally throughout the day. In the morning, how am I feeling? I just woke up making lunch. How am I feeling right now? All right. And then if you identify it, so for example, let's use frustration. Oh, I'm frustrated a lot. I'm frustrated. I noticed. Okay. Interesting. Then you want to take the next step and get a little bit more familiar with frustration. Where do I feel it in my body? What does it look like? What is frustration trying to tell me? What narrative is it feeding me? Okay. This is called being the watcher of yourself. So with the information that you collect being the watcher of yourself, now you're in a place to make a decision. So do you like these emotions? Do they serve you? Do they help you create the life you want? Or do they undermine you from creating the life that you want? Do you want to change them? And you might find as you do this work, most likely that there are things that you do like and you don't want to change, but you want to make stronger and more prominent, right? That's another way you can go. Once you've decided what you want to keep and what you want to change, replace what you want to change with something that will get you where you want to go. Ask yourself questions that point you in the direction of the emotions that you want. So, if you want, for example, gratitude, ask yourself, What are things that I'm grateful for? Or, What am I thinking about when I feel grateful? Or, you can try on different thoughts about things in your life that you're grateful for and see how they make you feel. The answers to these questions will only be as effective as you feel them. So if you say you are grateful for your house, but you don't feel the emotion of gratitude when you have that thought, that thought's not going to carry you to the feeling of gratitude. It's not going to create that in your body. That's not the thought to use. So try on something else. Okay, it's like trying on different shirts at a department store, there's not a right or wrong answer, there's just the ones that fit and feel good. The ones that produce, in this case of a shirt, the look you're looking for. But in the case of a thought, the emotion that you're looking for. Okay, another consideration is the physiology because feeling an emotion is a physiological process, right, which it just means that your feet, it, if it's physical, right, it has a physical element to it. And so if you, studies have shown that if you will change your posture, like standing up straight, head high, shoulders back, chest out, arms up in like a Y position, and you're standing strong and you're feeling strong, you're breathing deeply. If you do that for two minutes, it does change your emotional state. And then from that state, you can go in and you can ask yourself these questions. What am I grateful for? Think about those things that you're grateful for and then practice them, okay? And then you can start making decisions, taking action from those places. And that is how you can change the results in your life by using your emotions, all right? hey ladies, this is what I've got for you today. I hope that you remember that you've got this, all right? I'll see you next week. Take care.